the last time you attended a slumber party with your girlfriends and discussed issues on your heart? Your host is Gina Glenn, who welcomes you to tonight's Mommy Jammies Night. This is a time for you and our special guests and friends from around the world to join in live. Put on a comfortable pair of jammies, pull up a chair, settle in with your favorite refreshment, and prepare to be blessed as Gina welcomes tonight's guest. And now, here's Gina Glenn. Good evening and welcome. My name is Gina Glenn, and I'm the host of Mommy Jammies Night here on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. We normally broadcast live once per month, the second Tuesday of each month at 9 p.m. Tonight, we are um, recording with our Mommy Jammies Night um, mastermind, Felice Gerwitz. So um, you can replay this broadcast along with the past Mommy Jammies Nights at mommyjammiesnight.com. Also on Google Play and iTunes, where we love your five-star reviews and feedback. A special thank you to tonight's sponsor, the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network, which is a sister network to the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. You'll also find our guest tonight, Felice, broadcasting over there. So you're going to want to check out her A Few Moments with God podcast and her writing and podcasting advice show. So welcome, Felice. How are you? I'm great. Thank you, Gina, for having me. I really appreciate it. Is it good to be back in the hot seat on Mommy Jammies? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm on the hot seat always because I've been um, doing so many recordings and, uh, yeah, over at the on our sister network, um, the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. So that's really been exciting and, um, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, doing all of that. So, But I couldn't do it without you. Um, Gina is very modest, but she basically runs um, – well, makes makes my um, life easier by uh, being an amazing assistant, but she also um, runs all our social media. So um, chances are if you've seen any of our graphics or um, any of our stuff out there, it's Gina, all of her doing, and you're phenomenal, phenomenal at it. So I want to thank you for that. So, well, thank you. I appreciate it. I'm excited about the new network. I'm just going to plug it a little bit here before we get rolling. Um, sure. If you've not checked it out, be sure and visit ultimatechristianpodcastnetwork.com. Felice has um, how to plan your prayer time. So I'm going to be listing that later today. So be sure and check that one out. And we also have um, Cindy Rushton. So if that name sounds familiar to you, you're probably uh, started homeschooling around the time I did, but she is going to be talking her she has a broadcast over there called Mom to Mom and a business style broadcast called Iron Sharpening Iron. And then we have um Dr. Sue Ellen Nolan broadcasting Authentic Faith and Life. So be sure and join the ladies over there and get um get your hands on all the goodies and, and things that are rolling out over there. I just don't want anybody to miss it. Well tonight we're gonna to be talking about dun 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 mom guilt. So I know I've experienced it. <laughs> um, I, if you are a mom and you've not experienced it, email me and tell me your secret <laughs> because <laughs> I, I don't know how you could, could not. And there's so much on us today. Um, just thinking about the difference in when I was growing up, 
versus the environment my own children are growing up in, it seems like I have a lot more things I could potentially be guilty about. So uh, Felice is going to bring us some wisdom here, and and I'm looking forward to hearing that. So what have you got, Felice? Well, um, first of all, thank you again for um, having me tonight, Gina. I really appreciate it. So tonight I'm going to talk about overcoming mommy guilt. And you're right, we have all done it. You know, we think we're not good enough or it's all our fault or where did I go wrong or what could I have done differently. And when I was expecting my first child, I thought, you know, how hard can it be? I was a teacher. I handled an entire classroom of kids. You know, one little kid can't be difficult, right? Well, I was filled with my own self-importance, my own skill set, my own, well, degree. I have an education degree and um, also in early childhood, elementary, and specific learning disabilities. So I was degreed from K through 12. So I thought, well, I'm all set. But I couldn't have been um, <laughs> any more, um, you know, have, have these misconceptions of what life was going to be. So along came Neil, this beautiful bundle of joy, and he was my first, and he was the perfect baby. He slept well. He slept for hours. He barely cried. He nursed well. In fact, I thought he was the easiest child ever, and compared to my other four, he was an easy baby. But when I fast forward, let me tell you, um, I began to second guess every decision because the experts, quote unquote, began to weigh in. So everyone from well-meaning family members to the, you know, your friends to the lady next door, everyone's an expert, right? Then we read books and they're all experts. And then you hear the psychologists on TV and then they're all experts. So as I began listening to my friends talk about their kids and their parenting methods, and believe me, they were all over the board, everything from being way permissive to the super strict, train up your child and the way they will grow crowd and don't spare the rod crowd. And while I felt like, you know, um, in the homeschool world, there's there's every gamut of, of that as well, but I was very comfortably somewhere in between, and I began to realize that moms in general were a mess. I mean, we are. You know, and I listened to everybody as they were talking, and I and I would listen, and, you know, and it's like, I'm not good enough. I'm going to ruin my children. I'm not an expert. My kids are going to grow up to hate me, which is why I'm going to spoil them to death, or it's all my fault. You know, so you got the ones that were going to let their kids do everything to the ones who were micromanaging their kids, you know, the helicopter moms. And, you know, if you hear nothing else of anything I say tonight, please hear this. It is not your fault. Okay, I'm going to repeat it again. It is not your fault. You know, as Christians, we have the tools to be super parents. After all, as Christians, you know, aren't we heirs to the kingdom? Isn't God our father? Didn't God promise not to forsake us but to send his spirit to guide us? So I want to share some some scriptures with you that really have helped me in times of need. And then I'm going to share with you, you know, um, some of the ways we think that I believe are incorrectly, um, you know, the way our, our thought patterns go that are not right. And then also what I feel is the fix. You know, if, if I'm sharing all this and, and I'm saying, yeah, you know, we're a mess, you know, we, we're going we're gonna to all be – you know, ruining our kids, and I don't give you at least some solutions or what have worked for me, then um, then I feel like you've wasted your time listening. So hopefully you'll get that out of this. 
So I understand you're on overload. I understand your child may be lost. And you know what? God has given us and them free will. We cannot mold our child in our in our own image, um, but we can introduce them to Almighty God. And we often preach to the choir. We ask our children to do the heavy lifting, to demonstrate to us God's love, and to show us that they really understand. You know, we can see our children's walk with the Lord in the fruit they demonstrate. And if we don't like that fruit, guess what? It's up to us to pray. And we pray, you know, God, do this and this and this. No, that's not how we're supposed to pray. We're supposed to pray your will, Lord, not mine. Uh, Recently, I was with uh, my daughter, and um, I wasn't really happy um, about our conversation. And I remember praying, um, we were in the car, and I remember praying, Lord, I'm just going to hand her over to you. I feel like I am praying for her and praying protection and just, you know, I'm really frustrated here, and I I need you to intervene. Well, the next thing I know, there's a light um, uh, from a a cop car pulling us over, and it was one of those, you know, in her defense, kind of speed trappy places um, in North Florida that I've heard about. And it was a school zone um, where we didn't see any school traffic at all, um, and she was going the speed limit but apparently did not see, there was a lot of flashing lights, like to slow down and then you could speed up and then you could slow down. So anyway, the end of the story is it was a very large ticket. Um, I don't think anyone in the family, uh, she has the record now of having the largest uh, traffic violation ticket Um, and also had to do traffic school and had to figure all this out on her own. So I knew in my gut (laughs) It was, you know, kind of an answer to my prayer, and sometimes the Lord doesn't necessarily answer our prayers the way we want him to. But I was able to share with my daughter, not, you know, until way later, like a couple weeks later, the incident and how I felt like it was a response to prayer. But I qualified it with this, and you have to understand I'm an older parent now. You know, I am a grandmother as I'm still parenting my teens. So I have learned from my own lessons, let's let's put it that way. And I told her, I'm going to share this with you, but I want you to know this is not my fault. This is because the Lord gave us free will, and I prayed to the Lord for him to deal with this situation. I didn't like the way you were speaking to me. I thought you were being disrespectful. And I felt like the Lord answered this prayer because, you know, in doing this, this is a hardship. And now we're having this conversation. You know, the Lord doesn't doesn't punish, but he allows things to happen in our life. And he allows, like, this was a very safe haven experience for her. She had me right next to her. I could help her with decisions, you know, of withdrawing the almost $400 from her savings account, you know, to to going step by step through this. But it also taught us all a lesson, and that is that the Lord does hear us, but he doesn't give us a spirit of fear. Second Timothy, Timothy 1.7, for the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. Deuteronomy 31.6, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. You know, we should not be 
afraid or terrified, you know, that God is going to forsake us or forsake our children. But sometimes we protect our kids so much we do not allow them to fail. You know, we don't we don't give them any chance to fail within the house because we're hovering around them. We're making sure everything is perfect. If something doesn't go right, we jump right in. And I knew not to provide my daughter with the money. I knew not to help her figure out everything unless she came to me. And I knew that that this was a conversation that we were going to have because this is a child who was coming home from college and, um, you know, was used to being away from home and and being self-sufficient. And, you know, it's hard when you come home and now you have to be, you know, um, under your mom and dad's rules all the time. And so, um, you know, we, we had some great conversations and we were able to heal to heal the, the rest there. You know, Jesus promises us the Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth, you know, and, and that's the thing. We sometimes try to go this alone. But God promised that he would not forsake us and he would be there with us. And he left us with these wonderful promises. And these promises are for our children as well. You know, Luke twelve twenty two through 34 Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? And then, you know, onward with that. And I'd like you to, you know, write these scriptures down and, and go back and and really read them and ask the Lord, how does this apply to my life? You know, how how do I use this to help me and to help my children. You know, God is is there for us even at times when we think he's not. I mean, I was praising God that um, this incident happened with my daughter. I really was because we could have had a horrible summer with her home if this attitude was going to continue. And, I mean, I have really good kids. I have kids that don't go out and, you know, hang out with their friends. They like to hang out at home. I have homebodies. I always say they're all, they're all like my husband. Um, maybe my youngest and I are about, the, the, my oldest son and my youngest son are a little bit more like me, but everybody else would just rather hang out at home. So it's not like it was any major thing. It was just, you know, some some residue of being around, you know, around friends. But still, there, you know, there are some things that I as a parent expect and, you know, there's there's also some things that my kids expect in return. And we have to come to some sort of agreement. But I tell you what, I um, grew up in a family where guilt was very big. Um, I visited some cousins uh, in New York. My daughter came with me after we picked her up from school and we drove up to New York I remember sitting at the table and one of my cousins jokingly said, there's two sitting there going, you know, hey, you know, do you um, heap guilt on your kids? And I said, what are you talking about? And then then they added, oh, I bet you don't hold grudges either. And I just started laughing going, I do not heap guilt on my kids' heads and I do not hold grudges. And so, you know, there was this big joking back and forth and there we had a really – um, good laugh, but then they both shared how 
um, you know, and, and both of these cousins, their mothers were like my favorite aunts and how their lives were made, you know, miserable because of, you know, you don't come see me. Um, I, I can't believe what kind of daughter you are. You know, you should come visit me, you know, and then the unforgiveness that went on. And if you, if you have guilt, if you have unforgiveness, go to the Lord and ask him to relieve you of these things. If you're feeling guilty, it's not from God. He does not give us a sense of guilt. Guilt is really a sign. It's like a lack of faith in ourselves and in the power of God. Think about that. It hurts, doesn't it? And I had to realize that myself. I had to pray and repent and just say to the Lord, you know, I am, I, I did not, I mean, I, my mother did a little bit of that, but it didn't work on me. You know, she would say, you know, you don't come see us. And I'd say, Mom, you come see me then. If I don't drive to Cape Coral where you live, then you drive to Fort Myers where I live. The door's always open. And I just wouldn't let that get to me. You know, sometimes generationally we have, you know, this bondage that's been passed on. And in the name of Jesus, we can break against that bondage and and make it be something glorious for God. Guilt is often misplaced. You know, the guilty person, whether it's your child, you know, or you feel guilty, you know, you're letting your child off scot-free. If if they think, oh, it's not my fault, it's my mom's fault, well, then, you know, the child it gets off without, you know, any kind of recourse. And it's not about you. It's about the offending party. Um, as I share this podcast, uh, my son's going to be having hand surgery tomorrow, and I was gone, and he called me and said, what's for dinner? And I said, I think there's pizza in the freezer. And about five minutes later, my husband called me and said, I'm taking, you know, taking our son to the ER. And he ended up cutting a tendon in his hand, which I didn't know at the time. So did I not immediately feel guilty that I wasn't home to make dinner and I had not put wax paper between the layers of frozen pizza that I stored? I did. I'm not saying I'm perfect, but let me tell you that I had to pray and say to the Lord, you know, Lord, I am giving you this. It was an accident. I know you didn't cause this, you know, situation. It was just a miss, a miss, uh, you know, uh, a mistake. You know, accidents are just that silly things that happen. Praise God he's going to be okay. You know, so as you're hearing this, um, the surgery will be over, but you can always still pray because with God there's no time, you know, that his hand's totally healed. And he's a left-handed person, and he uh, cut his right hand. But we do that. As parents, we do that. We feel guilty. We feel like it's our fault. And the thing is, we are to praise God in everything. You know, when we take it on, I really feel that that is a lack of faith. You know, I felt, you know, the Lord, um, in another situation, I was praying to God, and not this one, another one. <laughs> There's a lot of situations in my life. And I'm praying to the Lord and apologizing to him for something I felt was really, you know, really my fault. And I felt the Lord answer my prayer with clarity, but the answer was really compelling. And the Lord basically said to me, do you really think you have that much power? That's how, that was the answer to my prayer, and I just thought, wow, just wow. 
you know, friends, we take on the burden of fault when it does not lie on our shoulders. We allow our child, as I told you earlier, to get away scot-free. You know, our kids are responsible for themselves. You know, whether you have little kids that are spilling, you know, milk and we go run and we get the towel and we take care of it, you know, they can help with that. And so as moms are like, oh, my gosh, I forgot to put the sippy cup lid on and it fell and, oh, you know, yeah, accidents happen. But we can have our children help and and wipe things up. You know, we're not responsible for someone else's free will decision. Sometimes our children need to fall in order for the Lord to minister to them where they are, even if it feels like the whole world is falling in around our shoulders. You know, we fix things from the time when they are little to when they're big, and then we get overwhelmed and we decide we can't do it anymore. So the solutions. One Look at Mary. Mary was the mother of Jesus. And, you know, there wasn't a lot that Mary said, but when she said, you know, and and she was quoted, it was compelling. And, you know, I, I think about the wedding feast of Canaan where she said, do what he tells you. We can look at, at, at Mary as a perfect example of motherhood, of having to trust God of having to know that God was in charge. And I'm sure she felt very limited in her ability, especially when she realized that her son was a second person in the in the Trinity. I mean, you know, I don't know how much of, of that she understood, but I really feel like God gave her the grace to understand more than we'll ever know. The second is to praise God in everything, and I mean everything. Because in everything that happens in our lives, God can, you know, make that good. It's the Romans 8.28. You know, he can turn things around. Do we trust him enough? Do we love him enough? Or are we burdening ourselves with, oh, my gosh, it's all my fault? You know, it's not. It's not all about you. You know, we have to praise God in everything, and He, he will show us. Specifically, which is number three, how to pray. Sometimes we don't know how to pray, and we just have to ask the Lord that. How do we pray, Lord? I often do my litany of prayers with, you know, 20 things on my list. And I finally had to learn to pray, Lord, your will, not mine. And that's a really hard one, and that's a scary one. But it's scary because... You know, I'm a control freak, and I want to micromanage everything my kids do. But I have learned, and I think that's why I had, you know, the five of them, because I learned I couldn't. There were too many. You know, if you have one or two, sometimes you're able to still handle it, but it's just so much more freeing to just give it to the Lord. And number four, know that God hears you. I have so many incidences, and we don't have time, that I could share with you about all of the times that I've prayed. Well, I did share the one with you in the car. Not quite the outcome I wanted, but it turned out to be a blessing. You know, that God does hear our prayers. And, um, you know, as Gina shared with you earlier, the podcast I have, A Few Minutes with God, if you listen to that first intro, um, it will it will share with you how 
I came to that to to do that podcast and how that was a long time in the making. And I had to learn friends to be quiet. You know, I I do a lot of talking with all of the podcasting and I tend to be a, you know, a chatty Kathy here, but I had to learn to be quiet and to listen. And I think sometimes we're so busy telling the Lord how he, you know, should answer our prayers, being disappointed when he doesn't answer them the way we want, and not listening to his small, still voice. And it's so important that we do because I believe that that is the entire problem with our entire world. It's because we're not quiet before the Lord and and we don't have a relationship with him enough so that we can allow him to direct us. And we're like little spoiled kids who are super upset and frustrated and, and angry at their mommies because they can't go out and play in the rain. It's thundering and lightning and there's a big storm and I can remember my son doing this. And he's got his nose pressed in, you know, up to the glass and I'm thinking, you're dirtying my glass, son. And all he could do was cry and rant that he couldn't go out and I would say, it's raining outside. I don't care. I'd like to get wet. It's lightning. It will strike you and you will die. No, it won't. And, you know, you're trying to reason with this little child who you can't reason with, right? And so what we tend to do is we distract them because little kids you can do that pretty pretty easily with. And, you know, we get them thinking about something else. And so when we go before the Lord and we're like these little kids who are saying, God, I want you to do this, 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 and this, and the Lord goes, um, I know better than you, and if I let you go out in the rain and, and play in the lightning, it's going to not be what you expect. And so we think God doesn't answer our prayers. We think he doesn't hear us. We think, you know, he's forsaken us. And he hasn't. He hasn't. You know, so in overcoming our guilt, just remember that God is in charge. We're not in charge. And we don't, like the Lord shared with me, we don't have that much power, you know, to think everything is our fault. We just don't. We don't have that much power on our kids, over our kids. They have free will. They have free will. And, you know, and and we are not God. We don't understand the mind of God. We might try to, but we don't. And, you know, we just have to let go. So that's what I'm going to pray for you now. Let's pray. I just praise you and thank you, Lord Jesus. And I thank you for all the precious souls who are listening tonight. Um, who maybe are listening in the day, in the morning, in the afternoon, wherever they are, Lord. And I just ask that you come into our lives, Lord, in a mighty way, that you bless all of these families, that you bless and anoint these moms and dads with the courage to give their children to you in a spiritual sense, to allow you to be the Lord of our lives and of the lives of our children, that you've given us these children in a temporary sense to parent them on this earth, but they are ultimately yours, Lord. We thank you for the grace that you've given us to be able to have children when so many can't have kids. We we especially ask for a blessing on all those who are adopted mommies and daddies just bless them a hundredfold, my Lord, for opening their their hearts 
and their homes to these children. We just praise you in the name of Jesus to come against any guilt. We just ask that you that you take that away from our hearts and put that at the foot of your cross, that you will deal with that, Lord, that you died for our sins. You died for all of our sins, Lord. And we just ask that you uh, come into our lives with your love, your peace, and your joy, the joy that surpasses all understanding, and that you provide for us. You provide wisdom for us as parents. And if we don't know what to do, Lord, we ask that you direct us. And we just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. That was a lot of wisdom there. And um, I feel better. (laughs) Part of it. It's not not uh, our fault. (laughs) Well, one thing it shows, um, one of the takeaways for me is that sometimes that mom guilt is where we compare. You know, that's what popped into my mind. The difference between um, legitimate remorse over something we have done wrong and and seeking forgiveness versus just getting ourselves in comparison or trying to control things where, like you said, who, who can know the mind of God and he knows best in this situation. And Romans 8.28 really does cover our kids, you know. Mm-hmm. So well, thank you so much. I, I want to um, address, Gina, where you were talking about the comparison with others. Mm-hmm. And, and so a little bit about my character flaw here I'm going to share with you um, is I I never looked um, – I don't even know how to say this without making myself sound like I'm really um, – I never really looked at – I'm just going to say it. I never really looked at others and compared myself to them because I learned early on that a lot of people had masks that they put in place to make you think everything was perfect, and it Mm -hmm. wasn't. And as you really get to know a person, you see that everything in everyone's lives, it just can't be perfect. Even the most perfect families are not perfect, okay? And, you know, because we're not God, you know, we're not, Mm -hmm. you know, probably if there was a perfect family on earth, it would be Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, you know? Mm -hmm. But other than that, um, I can't imagine, you know, people are righteous before the Lord. The Bible says that. But, And so I think I saw, you know, God gave me that clarity early on. And I know not to diminish that there are many families that feel burdened because other people have given them, you know, the litany of all the things that they're doing wrong. Or if you did this, mm-hmm. this, and this. Um, then, then it's like if you homeschool and if you follow this book and if you, you know, do these three things, that, that it's all going to work out for you. And I think mm-hmm. we've been sold this bill of goods that somebody has the answer because, you know, I hope that I shared in this in this episode that I'm, you know, I'm a fallen person and I don't have all the answers, but I do know where to go to find the answers. The best teacher in the world is one who will share with you where to go to find the answers. Mm -hmm. And so if you're allowing some other family to make you feel less, then just go back in in this show and listen to where I said, you know, we're heirs to the kingdom. 
mm-hmm. you know, that person is is as well if they're a Christian, but if they're making you feel that, you know, like my cousins were sharing, you know, if they're making you feel that guilt and that unforgiveness and, you know, and pointing out the 12 things that you're doing wrong, um, that's not from the Lord. You know, mm-hmm. I know people, you know, will use things like loosely, well, the Lord wanted me to tell you this. And so my response has always been, well, thank you so much for sharing, and I'll take it to the Lord and see if that's what he's telling me as well. well I'm such a smart aleck. <laughs> so well, that's wise, though, because it lets you catch your breath, and it lets you uh, disconnect from the emotion in a situation that right. that can conjure up. You know, you can, when you're hurt like that, it's easier to right. take those things to heart. So that's that's really a good Say that again so I can remember it. <laughs> I'll take that to the Lord myself and see if that's what he's t- he's telling me about. That's good. That's right. Good. I'll have to remember right. that. That's why yeah. I started laughing because I don't know if I can say it again without laughing. It's, <laughs> and that's the problem is that is, is that it, it is an emotional thing. I mean, our kids are an emotional thing in our lives. We, we mm-hmm. don't want to see them falling. Did I want to see my daughter get a ticket? No. But... You know, it it was two two nanoseconds after I had released her to God. So I knew that that was a direct answer to my prayer. And mm-hmm. I'm not going to feel guilty for praying that. But I also am going to know that the Lord has allowed things to happen in our lives for a reason. Mm-hmm. And we can take that, you know. And I, I think, Gina, I think the biggest problem is, you know, and... and you know, this podcast is on the, the homeschool network. So, you know, add to not only the parenting issue, but the homeschooling issue. And it mm-hmm. just sometimes it just seems to compound everything. We don't have enough um, bandwidth or we don't have, an, you know, maybe the right support for each other. And, and that's why I really love this. Um, Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network, because the people on this network, you know, sort of shoot straight. You know, mm-hmm. we've got homeschooling IRL who are going to tell you, you know, sal- salvation doesn't come from homeschooling. And we're going to have, mm-hmm. you know, making biblical family life practical, who's going to say, uh, let me tell you about my boys. You know, mm-hmm. and I've met, I've met that family and they're an awesome family. But every family, you know, things happen. You know, and and so it's it's just, you know, homeschool sanity where, you know, Melanie uh, Wilson is a psychologist. And yet, you know, she's she's going to tell you that she doesn't always have it together. So if someone is making you feel like they always have it together or you have to have your skirt a certain length or you have to wear your hair a certain way or you, you know, have to dot the I's and cross the T's a certain way, then like I Mm -hmm. said, you know, take it to the Lord and see if this is the Lord directing you and your family as well. And, um, you know, not, not that we don't have compassion for the person who's trying to tell us this, because, you know, sometimes I feel like the Lord really is speaking to them and, and they want to be helpful, but, you know, it's, it doesn't always, um, translate that way and so yeah um you know yeah it, it really well, I was thinking of a, a I thought of a situation where um a, 
an acquaintance had made a different education decision for their family, and they really were to the point of tears at having to share the information with someone they considered a good friend because they were afraid of what was going to be said to them. And it ended mm-hmm. up not being that way at all. But it, I think like you're, you're right. There's that sense within the homeschool community at large about one way, the only way. And um, I am, we are blessed on the network not to have, we have such a variety and we have such authentic people. It's been a blessing to get to know everyone through um, working the social media and just ch- chatting in our, in our um, group that you have for the, the hosts. But we do have just real people in there who share their hearts. So it, it's a blessing. And you know what? And we may not always agree specifically with, you know, someone else's methodology, even on, even with our show hosts, you know, like three yeah. of us may do something on, Halloween and two of us hate it and one person loves it, you know, um, but the, the point is that we do have the freedom in Christ to make decisions for our family. And, you know, we are hoping, you know, that through, through this network, through mommy Jamie's night, that I want to be an encouragement. Um, you know, I wanted this episode to be an encouragement for you and Gina, you've done an amazing job with lining up speakers and, and, um, you know, and, and running with this to to just know that we're here uh, for you and with you and beside you. Um, you know, Gina, you and I are still parenting teens mm-hmm. and have the older <laughs> kids. <laughs> you know, the adult children and the younger kids mm-hmm. and I've got the grandkids and and you know, there's always always something going on, and um, it was it was just funny yesterday um, was Nick's birthday, and the little ones were here before he got home from work, and um, one of them brought a bathing suit and wanted to go swimming, but the other siblings did not because mommy said no. This one probably heard no, but was you know, and he came to me holding his bathing suit, and he goes, "But Grandma, I really want to go swimming," and so I looked at my daughter, you know, because I'm not going to be the bad one here right and and she goes and she goes um you know alex i said no and that's why you know because he wanted to know why he couldn't and uh and he goes that's not a good enough reason and she looked at him (laughs) and she looked at me you know he's all of like six or seven i don't even remember how old alex is i have too many of them to remember everybody's ages and he goes um he goes you know you know, again, no, it's not. And she goes, do you want to talk about it some more? And he looked at her and said, no, mommy. You know, and it was so funny because mm-hmm. she and I exchanged looks because, uh, you know, I can remember telling her the same thing and her saying the same thing to me. But, um, but you know, it's, it's uh, you know, just being, I think when I say faith really comes into play here, um, you know, guilt is a weakness on our part, and we really have to shore up our faith, Gina, if nothing else, mm-hmm. and, you know, just spend that time with God. So um, so thank you for mentioning the other network, and also uh, that's going to be a place, hopefully, that people are going to to really fill up and um, and get their, their encouragement daily. Um, you know, I was so shocked uh, to hear my hairdresser <laughs> telling me he had listened to episodes of A Few Minutes with God and had been playing it on his computer loudly because he was in the other room and his wife walked in and said, who's that? 
And he just looked at her and gave her a minute, and she goes, I know that voice. Who is that? <laughs> and he goes, he goes, it's Felice, but I usually people listen from somewhere else. You know what I mean? I don't mm-hmm, run into people. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was kind of like, oh, my gosh. You know, he's listening to the show. And um, so praise God, you know, that, that it, it's, um, it's out there. And, uh, and hopefully, I'll, you know, there's a lot of prayer that goes into every episode. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, just hopefully I can continue. But thanks again, Gina, Gina, for having me and, and um, for the great work that you're doing as well. You're welcome, and thank you. And I want to encourage everyone to visit um, the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network at ultimateradioshow.com and the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network.com. That's a little easier to remember. Um, that's tonight's sponsor. And visit Valise at vintagehomeschoolmoms.com, or you can get it from the front page at ultimateradioshow.com. So until the next time we all chat, thank you, Felice. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I'm so happy you joined our session of Mommy Jammies Night. Please drop our guests a line and let them know how thankful you are that they gave their time. And follow up with Gina Glenn on Mommy Jammies Night Facebook page and the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network Facebook page. Or via email at gina at mediaangels.com. God's blessing upon you and your family. 